Let me tell you, it's always a hat lately. Um, I have been, uh, I've been bald for, I don't know, the last 15 years or so. And during this whole epidemic, this pandemic, I chose to say, look, I'm going to suffer alongside everyone. So I have not shaved my head Uh, since this whole thing started. It looks awful right now. So I go hat all the time now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, coincidentally, it's hat night on my live tonight. So that's why I'm wearing one because I hardly ever wear a hat. So it looks good. Uh, I like it. Don't wear hats very often because of work, but this thing has got me wearing hats every day. So now I'm buying hats and t-shirts. There you my go. New yeah, I've got, uh, this, is my, this is my golf course that I, look, I play at locally here. My golf hat, so. Hey, Candlewood? Does it say Candlewood? That's it. Candlewood Valley Country Club, yeah. Nice. So you're a golfer. I, I'm a poor golfer, but I play, yeah. <laughs> you like to play. I do. I enjoy it, but I'm, I'm awful. You're enjoying that's all that matters is you're having fun, right? That's it. That's all that matters. I'm off I'm not You guys went really quiet there for a second. Hold on. All right, are we there? Is this mic? Oh, all right. Can you hear us now? I gotcha. It seems a little tinny, but I gotcha. Probably have to get a new cord for this. It just started messing messing up on me the other day. Is there a short in the cord? Something's up with this mic cord, the connection. Let me to lend uh, you one? But, yeah, right. Could you just pass it through the screen? <laughs> I like your mic. I that looks that looks good. I like that mic. Yeah, it works for me. I do voiceover work um, as well as uh, uh, my own podcast too. So. You know, I, I like to keep one decent mic here, although I usually work from the studio with the rest of it, you know. Awesome. What kind of voiceover work do you do? I've been doing it for years. I, 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 uh, I work with uh, Voices.com now where people can just pick you out and uh, choose you for an event. But I've been doing radio and different stuff for years, you know, side projects, that kind of thing. Very interesting. I, my uh, degree, I have a bachelor's degree in broadcasting as well. And, you know, through my schooling, I did a lot of voiceovers too for commercials, things like that. And I really miss it. I really, really miss it. Yeah. Because I'm not using it right now. You should do it. Get on to voices.com. You get on there and you just audition and send them out and people pick you up. You know, it's kind of fun. Really? Voices.com. Voices.com. Have to look that up because I really do miss it. I really feel like at times that I'm not using my degree, even though we do a podcast here. You know, we don't get paid for it. I feel like you're not really necessarily using your degree unless you're getting paid for it. I don't know why I think that, but um, I would like to get back into something like that again. And I didn't know that existed, so that's very interesting. Yeah, I think there's a flat fee. It's like 500 bucks for the year, and then you put in as many auditions as you want. And some are, you know, 100 bucks. Some are. 10 grand. You never know what they're going to offer you. Wow. What are some, inter- if you're allowed to share, what are some interesting things that you've done voiceover work for? Uh, probably the coolest stuff I ever did is, is back a little bit. Um, not as much cool stuff lately, but I, I did at one point when CBS first launched their, their app, I was the voice of CBS Sports Mobile. It was the, you're oh, watching fun. CBS Sports Mobile. Wow, really? that is cool. It was really cool. I like it. And I, 
That is really awesome. You know what my dream's always been, and I don't know why, but I've always wanted to be the voice of a cartoon character. And I don't know why, but I just would love it. I would love that too. What a cool idea. Yeah, it would be so much fun. Did you see, uh, since we know each other through TikTok, did you see uh, Charlie just got that? You know, Charlie of TikTok fame, uh, Charlie D'Amelio, she just got like a cartoon character they gave her to do now. She did? Crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. I have one degree of separation there. I I know her dad. Somewhat. We're not really close, but I know her dad. Oh, Um, hopefully. Yeah, kind of cool. That's That's, That's interesting. Wow. You know, you know, TikTok is such a big platform. People think that it's just, you know, something out there for kids and it's, um, Im- it's, you know, it's immature and it's this and that. But really, honestly, when you get in, because I kind of thought that at first, but when you get in there and you really look around and you, you find people that are like, it's not just for kids. And it is a huge platform. I agree. I mean, that was the coolest thing about finding you guys on there. I'm I'm brand new. I'm only a couple weeks into TikTok. I'm brand new to TikTok. So uh, it was kind of, it was more of a friend of mine said, you should do this because a friend of ours is doing this and she's funny and you're funny and you should do this. Right. And I said, let me, let me poke around a little bit. And I said, this is, this is really interesting because I'm a marketing and sales guy, advertising guy from way back. So it was, let me get my feet wet with this and figure this thing out. But I really like the platform. And everybody goes, oh, it's for 15-year-olds. No, it's not at all. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And for, like you said, for marketing and, well, to be yourself is exciting. But to do that and then think of creative ways to, you know, connect with people and yeah. interact with people. There's so much interaction, which I find fun. And you can keep it positive. You know, I know when we hit some 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 that have that blown up you get a lot of people on there that can be negative but you just eliminate them because there's so much positive that outweighs that negative and that's a huge part is keeping a positive trying to do that but you guys have solid followings yourselves now how long have you two been on and and uh, how long has it taken you to get to that level of of uh, clout that you carry now with with tiktok oh we've been on tiktok for since February? No, it was before January. Then. It was no Christmas because we it was made that. Christmas, I think it yeah. was around maybe the holidays. Actually, now that you say that, but heavily into it was more like January, February when we started going live. Then we started going live more regularly, um, making more videos more regularly, trying to put content out there. Before that, we were just doing a video here, a video there. Well, then the thing is, is we didn't realize for. You know, now as I talked because I do a lot of consult sales consulting with mostly insurance agencies, and they this has helped me show them how you can mark you market yourself nowadays. You don't market your agency. You don't market the brands you sell. You market Buckbee, and people buy from you. They they want to see your content because you're consistent, you're interesting, and then all of a sudden they're like. What do you do? And you go, you tell them and they want to deal with you because they know you and it, and they like your vibe or whatever you want to call it. But that's what I've like. When I first started, I was like, ah, this is stupid. The girls want me to do it. I was like, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to act stupid. But they're like, you do it all the time. You just don't do it on camera. <laughs> and so Perfect. one is not local. You know, it's, it feels like I'm kind of anonymous in a way. 
I don't feel that way as much now, but I, it's not like my clients are on there like they are Instagram or on Facebook and right. might have questions for me. Um, and they have found it. I've had agents and, and others find it and, and not make fun of me at all. They, they actually are like, they think it's funny and cool and they didn't know I had that side to me. But yeah. for me, I was, I got into it and I didn't realize, and I've told the story, you might've even heard it about, I did a couple of videos and then my fourth one that I did, I did one with her, but all of a sudden I had to turn my notifications off because it was getting so many comments and likes and it's hit like 2 million views and I was done then. So at this, that point I was like, all right, how do you get now let, let's brand and fit codes, get people to our site. Let's get people to the YouTube page. Right. And I could never do that on Instagram. Right. And this is a whole different thing. I didn't realize the strength of uh, the age population that we have, right? I'm, I'm 48 years old. You guys are a little younger than me, but there's a massive amount of people on here who are, you know, that are Gen X, that are, that are uh, uh, even some boomers that are on here, but really the Gen X population on here really surprised the hell out of me. I didn't expect that at all. Oh, yeah. Have you been called boomer yet? No. Oh, no. my gosh. We're called boomer all the time, and I'm called Karen all the time. Karen and boomer all the time, and I'm not even a boomer. It's the funny thing. <laughs> yeah, we're not boomers. You're right. That's and that's the thing. I think Gen X has some, some clout there, too. I mean, our generation really is – I always love the, the memes you see out there, right, that are uh, saying boomers hate millennials, millennials hate boomers, and, and we're yeah. sitting in between here. Gen X is like, God, why don't you shut up, Karen? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> have a drink. Exactly. What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking scotch. Oh, okay. Um, I, but you were already branding yourself. You say you've only been on TikTok for a couple of weeks. You're already branding yourself. Obviously, you know what you're doing if you're into marketing. Um, you're branding yourself for that room. I mean, Jeff and I have noticed that room. Very and smart. That's so brilliant because that draws people in to see. You know what I'm saying? I need something. If, if I'm not going to be doing this as uh, Santa Claus, which is introduced a little bit too, because that's a part of what I do, sure. but, uh, but using the room and using, it's great because I love seeing the comments about it. And, and uh, uh, that's where I work. That's my office is what you're seeing there. Um, I, I run a park for a living and it's a former estate. So it's an old 48 acre estate. The house is built in the forties. It is gorgeous. It's a snapshot of the forties. So I'll introduce more of the house later on, but I'm trying to draw a little more of that out before I get too crazy into it. Yeah, I would drag it out a little bit because that room, and two, it's, you know, marketing. It's, you, you get a consistent spot. I mean, she does that on Instagram stories, especially not this time of year mostly, but there's a spot and people notice when she does her afternoon lives, they're like, wait a minute, or videos yep. and posts them. It's like, wait a minute, where are you? You're not... You're not in right. Your, it's almost like they look for the spot you're in before they look it's for like, you. It's like it's funny because it's like yeah. it, you know in in our in Jeff's morning live we're you know in the bed drinking coffee. My noon live well it can be various places but you know five o'clock you were usually in the kitchen eight o'clock we're in the same spot on the couch. When I do my I I do I do you do do you do Instagram like IGTV? No, I don't. Okay, so I'm big on I I'm big at okay. not big on Instagram but I'm big at Instagram. 
and I do IGTV videos. Mm -hmm. And when I do those in the summer and the spring, I'm always in the same spot on my deck with the same background. You can see the same background and people are used to that. And I think that's, that's so important when you're branding yourself. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I like that. So that that's what you're doing when you're doing that in that room. And so I think that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's all intentional. The, the, uh, I was going to do it as, as the park, but I said, I'm going to do it as me. Um, and cause my brand is, is a little bit different than the parks. The park's been here for over 50 years. It's an amazing story to itself, the park, but, um, you know, for me, I'm kind of a, I'm a local guy. You know, that's why I started doing this in, in Connecticut. Uh, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the largest township in Connecticut, New Milford. So we're a small, we're still a small, you know, backcountry town, but we're 60 something square miles. So it's a pretty big township as far as, uh, where we are. And I'm, I'm the state rep for the town. I, I do a lot of local, uh, uh, you know, programming and, and, uh, events in town, especially for the park here too, which is kind of an iconic spot. So we're, it's like local famous, you know what I mean? It has nothing to do with, uh, with using TikTok for all that, but this is such a local iconic spot that I wanted to start. Let me see if I can connect those two and make this interesting because it's such a beautiful place. Where do you see the rest of the house? It's, it's gorgeous. I can't Just wait. outside too. When you took, took out, when you went outside on that TikTok, I was like, that's what in the world? That's just <laughs> not many people. There can't be too many people that live that close to that kind of beauty. Yeah, it was really pretty. It's a gorgeous spot. And the guy that built it uh, passed away in the 60s. Not to get too deep in the woods here on this, but he uh, he found the property. And it, he lived in New York City. And we're about two hours, two and a half hours outside of New York City. And he bought the place to build his estate here because it reminded him so much of Ireland where he grew up. So the rolling falls behind the house is still river there. It's absolutely amazing. And then, like I said, it's 48 acres of, of gorgeous nature and we have peacocks here. I did one thing with the peacocks. I was feeding the peacocks. Yeah. You have peacocks. I raised peacocks. That's my favorite animal. <laughs> you just freak about peacocks. Oh, I raise I them. I have a peacock feather tattoo on my back. I'm going to get a peacock tattoo on my, on my hip and my leg that Jeff actually drew. That's awesome. I, I have a whole peacock room downstairs that I have decorated all. Really? You know what? Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I noticed on your sweatshirt or something in one of your videos, you had a peacock. I did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> he has a peacock Christmas tree at I Christmas. Have, I do. I have a nice. whole, I love, oh my gosh, now we have to go see Buckby if he raises peacocks. So <laughs> well, we only have four. We have, we have a, a mated pair, and then we have, they had two kids this past July. Uh, when I was a kid coming to this park, there used to be peacocks. And for over 30 years, there were no birds here. They died off. And I really pushed and pushed and pushed as the director of the park with the board. Like, I want to bring these guys back. We brought yeah. a mated pair in, and then in July, they had babies. So I have two pea babies that are uh, be turning, you know, one in July. We don't know if they're male or female yet. So we have Big Frank, who's a, if you want to look, if you want to get a good look at him, look up Harry Brook Park. Look it up on like Facebook, something like that. You'll see Frank and Liz, the peacocks. Harry Brook. I'll write it down. <laughs> I, I, I seriously am obsessed with peacocks. Peacocks and elephants, but I really love, I mean, so I, yeah, that's, I love peacocks. Well, I'm a Republican. There's your elephant part. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll have to show you um, on my live one night. I'll take it downstairs and show you the peacock that Jeff drew because he likes to draw. And Very we cool. printed it out on a canvas and we hung it up on our wall. And I want to do that um, as a tattoo, like starting on my hip area and like going down my leg and color. I think it would be so awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I, I have a 
friend of a uh, friend of mine. She's kind of my friend's will be daughter in law soon. But anyway, she's like twenty five, just at a full peacock down her hip, down to her knee. It's beautiful. Oh, I bet that's so pretty. Tell tell us a little about your podcast because we want to promote it. I want to put it out there when we do promote this this podcast. Yeah, well, you guys seem to you've got you've got so many more uh, episodes under your belt. I've been podcasting probably for. I want to say it's close to eight or nine years at least now um, in different platforms, in different ways to do it. Okay. I was really on the first run of doing these um, and I've bounced a little bit, but the one I do now is strictly for fun. It's called the bar is low with Mike and Mo and Mo has been my nickname for years. Uh, it's short for slow-mo or short for moron or whatever you want to use, but, uh, <laughs> and it's Mike with a Y the bar is low with Mike and Mo. And uh, he's one of my closest friends. We, uh, we do the shows. He uh, he's I don't know, like fourteen years younger, so we have mildly different perspectives on life. Uh, I'm a I'm a single guy. He's married with two kids, uh, little babies at home. Uh, but he's really at that peak end of the millennial. And me being Gen X, we bring different perspective. But the show is about nothing. It's kind of like a Seinfeld show. It means nothing. It's about nothing. It's just a fun show where we get on and just rant about whatever is on our minds for uh, for that week and. Never any consistency to it. We're working on that right now, though. <laughs> we kind of have. We ca- that's kind of how ours is when we don't have guests. A lot of times, we'll have focuses on like maybe relationships or motivation. But really, if you go back and start listening to them, a lot of them they'll you'll that they're just just us getting on here and recording ourselves. Yeah. Ranting, talking about things. We just like to keep. Keep it, yeah, yeah. We just like to keep it organic, and I, don't know if I told you, but that how we came up with the podcast—it was Jeff's idea. We sit around and chit chat, you know, all the time before we started doing our lives on the couch, just like talk. And he's like, "I have an idea. Let's just start a podcast, and let's just talk about what we're talking about on the couch." And I said, "Perfect. Yeah. I love it." Yeah. So because we'll be of- laughing about something, or you know, it's, you're, I'm sitting there because I'm, I'm a big podcast fan, so I was listening to him, and I'm like, "We can record one. Not that they're the best quality, especially the first hundred or." But it's like, we can do this. It won't cost that much. And I would like, I would see her laughing or I would see her get in this really frustrated state where she's going off <laughs> about something. And I was like, I, I want to record this. Right. You know? Me so, frustrated going off? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the shows I used to do were, it started out being strictly for promotion. I worked for a company and, and we were trying to, we were launching a, a new app. Uh, at the time. So I was reaching into my bag of tricks and pulling out old friends. And we were talking about dropping names. That's where I started with uh, old wrestler friends that I knew uh, from a past life where I knew guys like, uh, like Kevin Nash and Tommy Dreamer and, and Ken Shamrock. And, and we bring those guys on and they'd talk a little bit and then we kind of boost them to something else. So, I mean, I had Larry Dixon on, who's an incredible drag racer. We had different people that we bring in who are from different walks of life we're all great stories. And that's what it all comes down to is just telling fun stories, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and since we've been on TikTok here, we've met so many interesting people, including yourself. We've had um, a few, what, did we have any, we've had another, we've had other TikTokers on here. We, we had uh, the, oh, con- yeah, we had, the tattoo we had congressman, the tattoo John congressman. was on here. Mm-hmm. We had him on and there's a couple other from TikTok that we want to have on here. So I, I, like you, I like to just bring all different types of people with different interests, with different likes. We've had local people on. We've done more guests since we have been on this kind of like whatever you want to call it. I like to call it stay put people because I don't like the word lockdown or quarantine. 
So but since we've had that, we've had a lot of Zoom guests, and I love it. It's a fun idea. And I was talking to Mike about this. We recorded a show yesterday. should be up tomorrow. And I told him I was going to be doing this with you guys. I was like, I want to invite them to do our show. He's like, yeah, that's great. Just because it really, there's no one point of, of content. We want to have different feedback and outlook and what people are doing. Because I can sit here on, in, in my lockdown and quarantine here in my attic and put on a fun little show and talk to him. But it's kind of fun to get different perspectives from everybody around the board. And he's a big Pats fan. So when I told him I was bringing another Bears fan on, he was, uh, he was like, oh, poor guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff will be sure he wears his Bears hat if we do this. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. And I'll one. wear your other one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Excellent. Love it. <laughs> but you do meet people. The funny thing is, is like you said, locally, uh, we've had people that I don't, we don't, I don't even know, you know, just acquaintances that, that have messaged me and quoted something in a podcast and I'll go, I'm sorry. What do you, what is that? You know, yeah. and he'll start laughing. This guy, he'd start laughing and saying, this is on episode number one Oh six. And I'm like, wow. I, one, I don't remember saying that <laughs> this is back in the beginning. And now we're friends. I've had some of this. And then for me, which is weird because I'm, I've never thought about really being on the radio, but the guy that has a, sports talk show now he calls me because he listens to my podcast whenever nice. he needs to fill in and he has me and i'm like i don't do radio he's like you do a podcast i'll listen to him it's the same thing yeah. we prep a little more you can't say the things you say on there all the time <laughs> yeah jeff gets inappropriate but right i'm sorry it we have an agenda but i mean so that like new doors open you know fun things experiences that you never really even considered having that i that i enjoy yeah, I got to tell you, when I, I did another podcast, I did one for the park for a while when I had someone else I was working with, and I stopped into a store, and a guy, I was actually doing promotion for the park. I was like, hey, I want to drop off some information to you know sponsor our events coming up, and we do some really fun different events. And uh, he went, oh, I know who you are. I listen to your podcast every week, and thanks for last week. You talked about this. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Yeah. And the podcast awesome. has incredible reach, more so than people think, too. Yeah, just like TikTok. Yep, agree. I agree. Yeah, and maybe offline we'll talk about who you use. Like to to up, we use Podbean okay. because that's that's who I got with when I started it, and it keeps your stats. You know, you can see the reach. Which yeah, is I use Libsyn. Libsyn is who I've been using from day one. Um, they, again, they keep the stats; they're good. Uh, you know, it's it's inexpensive. That's the great thing about it. it's a fun little hobby that's inexpensive to do and and can have great results like this. This is just a great result to it, I think. It's kind of cool. It's the fact that we happen to mention, and I don't even know how we got started with the whole conversation, but they're like, are you a podcast? I podcast. That's kind of fun. That's cool. Let's talk about it. I yeah, love that. Exactly. We, we need to up our equipment, though. Like, I know we need headphones because um, I'm sure you've already, wow. um, I'm sure you already gathered just from being with us for like a week or so. I can get loud. And you know. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know how it is being, you know, what you're doing, when I don't have headphones in, so I can't control, like when I was on radio, I, I was on radio for a while, and, you know, there, I was in an actual studio, I had the microphones, like the nice microphones and the headphones, I could hear it, I could control it. Here, we don't have headphones in, so right. I get loud, I laugh loud, if I get fired up, you know, Jeff has to like push the mic away, but I go back and listen to our podcast, and I'm like, dang, I'm loud, you know, so... <laughs> It's hard. 
It's hard. It is. It's tough. And again, I, I usually do mine in a studio with my buddy Mike. He owns a studio here in town. And we'll go over there and do it. But since this has all started, you know, his wife has told him no one is allowed in your studio. That doesn't happen. So Mo's not coming over. Mo, you got to figure something else out. So uh, I keep this here as my setup for the other stuff. And it worked out that we've been doing it. Uh, we I think we recorded via Zoom last time, but we've been doing it otherwise. We did separate recordings. He recorded his. I recorded mine. I sent it to him. It's just... It's a little complex that way, but this was better to keep us, for the most part, together in a, in a chat. Yeah. Well, the the quality, the audio quality is really good for being distant because we've done we've done some with a recording a, a guy who records artists, a recording artist down in Atlanta, and we did it on the phone. You know, we just sent him on the phone. We did one with with uh, the Globetrotter guy. We had a Harlem Globetrotter on, and we did yeah. it on the phone. And I thought, man. I will never do that again. Right. Even if they don't want to be seen, you can just do audio only. Right. And it's so much clearer. And like for you, you have a professional mic, so you're going to sound amazing. Yeah. Well, as amazing as I can sound. That's the hard part. But No, but it's good. <laughs> it sounds good. It really sounds good. But I love that you're, you started dropping some names in there. You're with the Harlem Globetrotter guys. I'm dropping some names. I got to tell you, one of the coolest guests I ever had, you mentioned Atlanta. He lived down there for a while. But uh, uh, he, was an old, he was an old wrestler. He wrestled for a while, but he works with Major League Baseball now um, because his father worked in Major League Baseball. And uh, one of, you start getting into these stories, and he started, he's the first one that told me during a podcast, and I've had him on several, he'd be like, just, just watch your toes. Watch your toes because I'm going to start dropping names. Just watch your toes. I'm going to be hitting, lighting up your feet. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> And he did. He's great. His name is Dale Torborg. If you ever want to look up a great guy. Oh, that's Dale awesome. Torborg. Dale Torborg. His father um, is, is, I believe, Jeff Torborg. He used to be a manager for the Yankees and the White Sox. Um, Dale became uh, best known as the, the demon wrestler in WCW days. He looked like Gene Simmons on his face, painted like Gene Simmons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Dale. And okay. Dale is, All right. Yep. Dale's like 6'5", six, 6'6". He's a beast. The guy's a monster. And uh, one of the most incredibly gentle, amazing guys you'll meet. Just a super sweetheart of a guy. And his wife was Asia. Remember the wrestler who was Asia? Yeah. Uh, Christy. So they are just the nicest people in the world. They're down in Florida. And uh, uh, But again, I've had him on several podcasts. And that's the one thing that cracks me up. He's talking about meeting Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell and Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. He's just dropping names all over the place. It's just raining names. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. That's what to, you want to hear. Yeah, it's fun stories. It's like, though. I want to hear that stuff. If people have people they've met, stories of people where, where the listeners know, know those people, those famous people, right. and have watched them or seen them or rooted for them. Yeah. It's kind of fun to hear another person tell a story about them. Yeah. So stuff. you talk a lot about wrestling. Are you a wrestling fan or do you just happen to know wrestlers? I, I grew up with it. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan either. You know what I mean? I have nothing against it. It's just not my thing to turn on now and, and watch. But um, I worked for a promotion for a while in Orlando and that's when we first hired a couple of guys in. So that's where I met uh, Kevin Nash and Tommy Dreamer and, and Dale. And Dale's the one that set the whole thing up of meeting all these guys to do promotions for us. And it's kind of, Oddly, there's always a connection to wrestling somewhere with, with the stuff that we're doing and finding someone and always a wrestler somewhere. Yeah, I, I was That's just curious. Yeah, um, we uh, th there's a um, there's two guys that came in the gym one time. They're amateur wrestlers. Right. 
Uh, but they came into our the gym one time where I work and they were working out. And anyway, they approached me after the workout and they, they were, they had opened up at Anytime Fitness in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then, and I was the trainer at the Anytime Fitness that they were at. Anyway, long story short, they were like, yeah, we're amateur wrestlers. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, entertainment wrestling. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, I look them up and it's so funny to see them like in the gym, they were like these normal people. And then when I looked them up on their amateur wrestling site, they're like, whoa, like show wrestling <laughs> style. It's so funny. And they're like a team. They're a wrestling team. Like they have a tag team wrestlers, right? Right where you're like, right? <laughs> what? It was there. Is that such a thing still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you, sure, you know, yeah. you're like, and then like you tag your wrestler, t- your yeah. wrestler friend, and they come in, then they come in, and then they, oh, yeah. in and then they start. <laughs> that's what they did. Well, it's funny you mentioned Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Knoxville now, the mayor of Knoxville in the county there is a guy named Glenn Jacobs, and that's uh-huh. the guy who was who was Kane. He was the the Undertaker's brother, Kane. You're kidding. He's, Glenn Jacobs now the mayor down in Knoxville. Yeah. Huh. That is very interesting. That is so funny. I, wrestling. I, I wrestling. Well, I mean, my I grew up watching wrestling as oh, well. Oh, I did. We we had matches at church. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Me and the boys. We had matches at somebody'd be Sting, somebody'd be Hulk Hogan. The SmackDown of the pulpit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I spoke with Hulk once. I had a again. We're doing a promotion, and somebody gave me his phone number. And, I'm sitting down in Orlando and I called them up in Tampa and I was like, uh, they, they actually, somebody took my phone, called them, handed me the phone. And I uh, was like, uh, like they're handing me, well, I, I was a kid growing up, say my prayers, eat my vitamins, brother. You know, all that. I was I'm like in awe. They handed me the phone. I'm like, hi, uh, Terry. How's it going, brother? What's going on? What are you guys doing up there? I'm like, this, this is so surreal. He spoke like that all the time. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't afford him. I was like, I was looking for a $10,000 appearance. He was like, I don't get off my couch for less than 75 grand, brother. Oh, my gosh. My price range, but I heard you just, uh, didn't you just file for bankruptcy? But okay, cool. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Never know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's hysterical. Uh, Switching gears for a second. So those of us, well, those, you know, out in podcast land can't really, well, they can see you, I guess. Oh, yeah, they'll be able to see you. But so... Now you obviously do you have a Santa gig? It's uh, yeah, I've been doing it since the third grade. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, I've, I wrote a book a few years back. I've been in movies. I've done well, not really much in movies, but there's been some there. Um, I do Christmas Eve appearances. I own my own business called SantaClausCompany.com, uh, and I do I do private videos for kids. In fact, my podcast partner Mike is my little jewish ceo he's my chief elf officer and uh <laughs> elf office. so oh, we have it as a business we do videos like private videos for kids that we send all over the world i've done for france for england for all over and uh, we do private videos and i do uh personal appearances around here as much as i possibly can i've always said if, if i have, if i can grow a thick black mustache and wear a hawaiian shirt and look really cool driving a ferrari i'd be like, i'm thomas magnum all day but this is what i got uh, you're given this, you run with what you got. That's right. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, I showed, I showed my dad last night on the live. Yeah. And we, yeah, we try to get him to do it as well, but he doesn't have your personality. So my dad, who looks just like Santa as well, does not have the jolly personality that you have. He's a little bit on the grumpy side. Yeah. So it doesn't, he doesn't, but people in, in the Charleston area will call him to do like, I've had people message me on Facebook, like, Hey, 
do you think your dad would do this Christmas party for such and such country club? I'm like, nope, he won't do it. <laughs> might, and if he did, and he might he, get in a fight. He wouldn't. I asked him. He won't do it. He just won't do it. Wow. I'm like, dad, you could make some cash, you know? You can, yeah. I mean, I, I went from uh, early on to SUNY here and there, and I still, probably 90% of my appearances are from are for charity. I don't charge for them, but uh, oh, my, going, my going rate's like 250 bucks an hour, though, for for a, a business they want me to come in and promote and do something. Yeah, you get 250 an hour. Yeah. Let's travel. Do you do like, um, Jeff had this amazing idea, which, and maybe it wasn't his original <laughs> idea. Maybe you already do this, but he was saying something like my dad should do like, like uh, on Facebook, like advertise, Hey, do you need Santa to call your kid on FaceTime and keep them in line? Like, um, it. Be, like you did with Brooke last night when she flipped off the camera yeah. like that. Do you do that? Brooke, yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do Facetime uh, during the holidays, uh, and, and what's odd lately is some of the kids have found mom and dad's phone and found Santa Claus. And I'm gonna call out of nowhere, and it's, I'll look at it. I'm like, I don't know that number, but I'll answer and say hello. And it's a kid going, "Oh no, you are kidding me!" <laughs> oh no, it happens, and you have to stop what you're doing and drop into character. And be like, okay, you. you are you still studying? Even though you're locked in at home, you know, I do this weird. My voice changes to like a Richard Attenborough knockoff. This is the plan. That is so, great. Do yeah. you have like a Do you have like a killer Santa suit? I do, I do. My suit, the one that I've been wearing the last two years, is off the chain. I have to I have to send you a picture of it. It's, it's a full robe, the big white fur. It's it's far more classic. Um, it comes with a vest and a like a shirt and tie with a vest and the jacket. It's unbelievable. Beautiful suit. That is awesome. One year, um, we lived in a neighborhood where uh, they did Santa visits. Like, uh, remember that when we lived in my mom's neighborhood? Anyway, and oh, so, yeah. like, Santa would go around to each house of the neighborhood. Well, I got to play Mrs. Claus one year. There and I know. got to go with, uh, yes, and I got to go with Santa. And I had my wig on, my little glasses. And that's, like, so me. Like, I get into that stuff. And so we went house to house. Well, the houses that wanted to participate, obviously. And we would go inside, sit in their living room. We took a little gift, a little candy cane. The kids loved it. And it was such a good feeling. I can't imagine being able to do that, like, as actual Santa. I was just the side chick. Let me piece. tell you, <laughs> side chick. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm learning thing. so much about you here. Uh, <laughs> Santa side chick. So, uh, so no, I, um, I do Christmas Eve visits, uh, which are my favorite of everything I do. I, I do... My town I live in is quintessential New England town. We have a big town green with a bandstand. And when I can show up there, turn the lights on for the year, and all the kids, you got hundreds of kids standing around. It's, it's, there's no feeling like it. You're, you're all the Beatles rolled into one. I mean, you're just the ultimate star, you know? And, um, but when I do Christmas Eve visits, I roll up and I go into their house. Um, usually some presents left in the garage, and I'll put them over my shoulder. I go into the house. And I have uh, a full sheet they fill out for each kid. So the, I know the kid's name. I know the dog's name. I know the kid's teacher, the whole thing. And I'll go into the house, and I have a tiny Bluetooth that sits in under my hat. And I have my elf in the car. And we have that entire – when the kids come in, I know every single thing about that kid when they walk into the room. And it's <laughs> such an incredibly magical experience that there's nothing like it. There really is nothing like it. It's I could a, imagine. Yeah. 
because I, I remember how I felt about Santa as a kid. And if if a Santa came into my actual house while I was awake, you right. knew me and my dog and my teacher, I would be like fascinated. <laughs> there was a girl, um, I'm going to go back about three years. And uh, there were three kids. Uh, dad was in Bosnia at the time. So mom was home alone. And they had me come over and the oldest was 12. So, I mean, you get to 12 years old, you're doing pretty good. If your kids still believe at 12 years old, that's a, that's a feat yeah. in and of itself. So I go in this house, not knowing that when the kid went to bed, her mom came by her room and the kid was crying. Aww. And she stuck her head in and the, the daughter said, she's, what are you, what are you crying about? She goes, well, I know Santa's not real. My friends told me he's not real. And I just, I'm, I won't ruin it for everybody else, but I know he's not real. And mom was like brokenhearted. This girl's telling her this on Christmas Eve, but knows that I'm going to be there in a couple hours. I came in. I didn't have the earpiece at the time. I, the mother was one of those overdoing mothers who sent pages and pages of stuff. And I'm trying to read it between stops, trying to get the kid's name down even. Right. I get in the house and son of a gun, she's got two trees first off. I'm like, that's not fair to do. I don't know which tree to go to. It's driving me nuts. So, so I go find the one by the, by the fireplace and there's a plate of cookies. So I am all about having the cookie too. Don't get me wrong. That's a bonus. So I go in the house, I grab the cookie, I turn around and she's probably about 20 feet away from me in the doorway. No one woke her up. She just heard me and woke up and came down and saw me. And I called her by name and she about Uh fell over and I called her over and it was unbelievable how much I remembered off of that sheet. I remember her teacher, the stuff she was doing. She used to go to a farm and visit a pig. And I knew the pig's name, like everything flooded back to my head. This kid freaked out. I mean, she just purest smile you've ever seen on a kid's face. Ran over, gave me a hug. And her mother comes downstairs with the other two kids and sees me giving her a hug. And the mom is kind of stoic. I'm like, okay, you know, great. Mom's not as into this, but this kid just, this kid's going to believe till she's 50 now. Like there's no (laughs) question. This kid, like Sam had just walked into my house. I leave, mom says goodbye, I get out to the car, and Mike goes, how'd you do it? But that was one of the most magical experiences I've ever had. It was amazing. And he checks his phone for the text from the mom, and uh, we wait for it. Finally, it pops up. She said, I had to, with everything I have, hold on, because I was about to start crying, because she had just told me that she didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore, and her dad's not here, he's in Bosnia, and the whole thing, the mom was floored and was doing everything she could to keep her, her stuff together before she fell apart, so... The magic that you have this ability to create is is off the charts. It's such That's amazing. That's so game. awesome. That, that is amazing. That's awesome. That would be fulfilling. I oh I had I think I think Nate knows. Nate is twelve now, but he was eleven at Christmas. Yeah. And she's like, you know, there's a time to tell them, right? And she's like, I <laughs> no. told the girls <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm killing your business here. She's she she uh She's like, I had to tell the girls about Santa and sex, so you get to talk to Nate. <laughs> um, so I wait until I wanted to do it several times, but I just it was hard to do. Yeah, because you think he would know because he's in his last year of grade school, and uh, I, I just in the kitchen like a dad does. I go, Hey Nate, you know about Christmas, right? And and he was like. Yeah. I was like, about Santa. And he just gave me a strange look. <laughs> I was like, you know about Santa? And he was like, what about Santa? And I was like, 
do you know he's not real? And he had this look on his face and he goes, yeah, my friends, my friends told me. And I go, okay, buddy, I just want to talk to you about it. And he looked at me and he goes, so he's not, he's not real. Yeah. Like he wanted, oh. I don't think he wanted oh. to believe his friends, know. you know? So one of my best friends, her, she had to literally pull her daughter aside. Not kidding. It's a true story. Before she went to college because she knew me. And she said, Mo, she'd always say, Mo is Santa, Mo is Santa. We, we just happen to know him. It's kind of cool. And it's 16 years old. This kid shot me a text and said, hey, I want a, this certain sweatshirt for Christmas. And I was like, why the hell is she telling me what kind of sweatshirt she wants for Christmas? I don't understand that. And I texted the mom. She went, you got to be kidding me. And she literally had to pull her aside before college to say, honey, you know, he's not really the <laughs> guy, so right? Great. And she went, I believe. I believed entirely that was him. You know, and it, they just got to, and you know, they're still close and they've just graduated college, but uh, there's so many people that I got to meet and grow up with all these kids that they still know me and they're just like, they'll see me in, in the supermarket, you know, uh, last week and they'll see me and walk by and go, hey, Santa, just high five, you know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's kind of cool. They just live with Santa in the, neighbor, in the, in the town. And that, in a town like that too, it kind of is cool because then you can believe in Santa in a way because it's yeah. this guy in your town that's been Santa your whole life and you probably tell people at college hey go back home you can meet maybe we'll run into Santa at the supermarket you know and it's funny because the people the, the belief does extend and I, I take so much pride in that like when people say oh tell him you're his helper I'm like no I'm, I'm him and that's I've awesome. had parents who believe again now too I have a suit I call the miracle suit it's a like miracle on 34th street I get the red derby and the the sport coat, and the vest, and the cane, and I walk around, and I'm more than happy to wear that walking around town. Seven kids come up, be like, "Hey, Santa!" I'm like, "Hello, how are you today? It's wonderful to see you. Wonderful. Oh, so good to see you." And you just dive into it. Just do it. I love it. Get lost in it. Yeah, and even as even as hard I told you, my dad was uh, when they go out, and if a kid spots him in public and, and questions at all, he will kind of play the part. Kind how do you of. Not? Yeah, because they'll say, because the kid will say, are you Santa? And he'll just, he, he won't talk to him really. He'll just go, shh, you know, like that, you know, just like the shh part. And they the like wink. light up. Yeah, <laughs> I give really the wink, cute. you know. Really uh, yeah. I've seen a kid in the, in the supermarket staring at me, trying to figure it out. And you can see they're like, you know, six years old, you know, ideal aides are staring me down, looking. I'll walk down the aisle and grab like a bunch of Chips Ahoy and just throw them all into my cart. It's the coolest thing. It's so much fun to play with. That's so great. I love that. Story. And this is short. I took like six inches off of it. I mean, it was it was down to here. It was great. So do you grow it out for like the holidays? Yeah, I, I let it grow now. I mean, I trimmed it uh, early January. Took three inches off then, and three inches off. No, I took six inches off then. I took three inches off last summer. So I try to okay. keep it as neat as I can. But you know. Yeah, my dad grows his out more towards the holidays days on purpose my mom hates it um but he has to do it he has to do it so it's fun yeah Yeah, exactly well buckby Buckby, thank you for being on with us i hope that we can come on to your podcast sometime and i want you to come back yeah and do awesome i had a blast with you guys i always have a fun time talking to you guys anyway which is why i'll follow along and and you can tell i'm long-winded so when i'm trying to get it down in a sentence or two on TikTok, it's a little difficult for me to like, come on, I can't get saved to cut off with letters. Uh, <laughs> I'm the same way. I have the same problem. Um, 
I really do. It's really bad. But uh, I'm glad that we met you, though, on TikTok just out of the blue. It's crazy yeah. how you meet these people out of the blue and out of nowhere. Yeah. If you would have never clicked on our live, you know, we would have never known. So. And, and I don't even remember what it was to, to drive me to it. It was something you did that was funny because I only follow funny people. Yeah. But I think it was something. I saw something. Angie came up as, as something funny for me, and I followed that. Then it popped up like they're live. I'm like, oh, there's live on TikTok? Check that out. Let's click on that button. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, but we'll have you on again. Um, if you'll be on. Yeah. Oh, I'd love and to. I'd love to come back, and I'll talk to Mike about when we're going to record, have you guys come on. You know? That'd be awesome. That sounds yeah, great. it's fantastic. So glad I've gotten course, to know you guys. You've been a blast. Yeah, you too. And we'll have you back. And then, of course, when we do Zoom nights, you'll be on Zoom nights with us. So we'll do that too. So I'm game. Uh, yep. I'm around. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, Buckby. Have a See good ya. evening. You Bye. too. Bye.